David, uh, we're on the eve of the All-Ireland. Uh, what's your thoughts? And actually, uh, I heard, uh, read a very interesting statistic about last year's All-Ireland that um, Limerick scored 16 points from puck outs. So that's there's something in your lap to start with. Yeah, it's the big it's the big thing. I was kind of looking back then during the week as well because I was looking at the likes of Quaid and O'Murphy and, and just obviously their influence on both teams and obviously the outstanding save that Owen made the last day and it it's um it obviously skyrocketed Owen again back into the, the limelight of how brilliant a keeper he is. But on the on the flip side then as well you have you have Nicky Quaid who is just the the director of the, the orchestra in my eyes. Uh if you look back at the even the Munster final this year, yes he he he, he contributed that amount from puck outs last year and, and the the half forward then absolutely destroyed you, Kenny. The Munster final this year, he contributed to one eleven of uh, of that scoreline. Like everyone's kind of looks back on Aaron Galan burying the ball in the back of the net, and they remember David Reedy hitting that inch perfect ball in in front of Galan. But it was it started off with Nicky Quaid hitting an absolute inch perfect ball out to the wing to David Reedy. He is he is exceptional at what he does. Uh, the first ten pockets in that Munster final alone, he had a. Uh, he found his man every single time. And again, it was only three times he went short. Like it was seven times he went long and found his man. That's an extremely difficult thing to do. And the, the, the brilliance of him is the fact that he doesn't strike a ball where players are, are winning it and then heading back out the field, which sometimes can happen as a keeper. He, he plants it in such a way that it's just to the outside, bouncing to the outside, where when they get it, they have full momentum and then they're able to try and break the line. And Clare were under fierce pressure in that Munster final and trying to curtail his puck outs and when they did in fairness before half time and for a period in the second half there was, there was four puck outs there uh, just before half time Clare got right on top and actually brought and won those puck outs and that's why Clare got that bit of momentum coming in at half time and again in the second half they broke the puck outs and Kilkenny really and truly have to try and fill those little channels for Conor Fogarty and Adrian Mullins fill in the channels I know David Blanchard might be out that's that's the rumour um, uh, and in front of you know Richie Reid again in front of Paddy Deegan they have to try and fill file back and fill those channels and not allow uh, Limerick this year have the kind of the freedom of the park down the wings to be able to attack that half back line mm, So the key is you figure uh, one of the real keys is the puck out It is yeah it's it's I said last year, I suppose, in, in the final, you know, uh, Conor Brown and Keane Kenny, two outstanding hurlers, but, you know, they were quite young lads, and I suppose, inexperienced in the final, and I suppose that, that level of, I suppose, protection wasn't there for from Kenny. Again, that comes under the direction of, of lads coming back, and I, I thought at the time as well, the two half-backs, Mikey and Paddy, should have possibly stuck to the outside and allowed the likes of Kyle Hayes or Gerard Hegarty there to train run out and Tom Morrissey to run out and kind of meet them out that side but they were chasing shadows they, were, they didn't know whether to, to stay on their men or to, to run with them and in the end they were, they were chasing shadows and, and obviously the likes of Gerard Hegarty then just popped up with his 1-5 on the day but they were they were just I think the Kenya have a, have a better structure with them I think the likes of Adrian Mullen and Connor Forty as well especially having that bit of uh, obviously Connor playing in defence as well and that defensive mind as well they're two men that that can easily file back cut out that space and allow Limerick I, I know it's I know they can attack from the, the back as well and again any of the short hookers they got three off them in the Munster final they can build from the back but I still prefer the ball to be down there rather than leaving the space and having that they're kind of man mountains picking up the ball and heading straight at the Kenny goal. So have we much of a chance? 
you know what, Pat? Like, uh, there was great excitement after the the Clare match. Definitely felt that yeah, this is a this is a great opportunity as you kind of. I suppose it is sober when you kind of do look at Limerick in full flow and see what they can achieve. The the, the two big areas for me is, is the fact that that middle eight. If you if you look at the last two games between or the last three games between the semi final, the Leinster Leinster and Munster final, and the last game then Cork and Limerick and Kilkenny and Wexford, like that middle eight for Kilkenny have scored one nineteen, whereas the Limerick have scored thirty points. To me, that's where they. They're getting on top. They're extremely strong and can score from out the wing or out the out the field. Kenny really do need to try and break even with that and try and stay with them for as long as they can. If they do, and then they can bring on the likes of Richie and Wally and Kenny and Kenny, if they can be trying, if they can start unleashing the bench, then at that stage we have a chance we can stay in it for as long as we can up until that. 50th minute until we start uh, unleashing that bench. I do think we have a stronger bench than Limerick and it's just a matter of uh, staying in the, the game until then.